Need help with cleaning or getting a messy house organized? Call Such a Neat Freak at 484-347-6059 or visit suchaneatfreak.com. Let's go while we're young. finish get a drink and take a seat you're in the back room or in spanish el rumo backo nailed it four years of spanish don't make it no big deal multilingual whatever no big deal hey everybody it's your old pal gary williams and i hate the new major league baseball pitch clock and that's random fucking hate it all right baseball's fine all right you know, this idea that you're going to draw back the, you know, there's nobody out there going, you know, baseball lost me. If the games are only 20 minutes quicker on average, they'll bring it's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Why you got to mess with everything? I hate the pitch clock. And people are like striking out on clock violations and everything. Come on. Come on. Okay, shifting gears. <laughs> so you can tell that it's like, uh, it must be the season finale because we're having all kinds of issues and things. But you know what, though? Like we always do, we're going to get through it together. Well, that's some of you. Some of you kick a hike. I don't know. Anyway, all right. Um, now, usually this would be the part where I would introduce what I call everyone's internet girlfriend, uh, Maria Jarrell. What's going on over here with this? Is this being weird? Because why wouldn't it be? Hold on. Hold on. Coming in hot. Um, anyway, this is where I would introduce everyone's internet girlfriend, Maria Gerald. But unfortunately, she is unable to join us tonight because she has um, a familial obligation, let's just say. So um, we we have a co-host, a, a fill-in co-host tonight who, if you're a longtime listener to the audio version, or even if you watch this incarnation of it, you're going to know this person. She is a, uh, if Maria's your internet girlfriend, maybe this will be your new internet side piece. That's so belittling. That's so belittling. All right. <laughs> please welcome Rose Israel. There she is. Oh, oh my God. You, get, already, you, get, you got awkward with your hands there. I saw that. You didn't, you didn't know which hand to wave with. Wait, wait, I, I, uh, Rose Israel, by the way. It's Madonna now. Hilarious <laughs> Hebrew. Who She's voguing. There she is. And I'm ready to ready to crack my drink here. Oh, please. Yeah. What, what, what do you got here tonight? Um, so we have uh, Dogfish Head Culinary Cocktail. Okay. Lemon and Lime. That looks so complicated. Cocktails. That looks so complicated. Is it like it's a seltzery thing? Bitch. This what side a... piece is a fancy bitch. Okay. Okay. You know what? Let's go to the chat. It's hopping already. Uh, Liza checking in saying hi to Christina. Bobby. Feel like I'm watching Kung Fu Theater. 
Don't know what that means, Bobby. I love you, though. Ross, hello from Tampa. Courtney, hi, neighbor. Regular viewer, Courtney. She's the perpetually single. I don't get it. She's hot. She's lovely. But eh, I hate when pitchers waste time with their OCD routine, so I'm kind of glad there's a clock rule now. Nope, I don't want to hear it. I can't with the sweat wiping and head gestures. Well, then watch something else. Tracy, we love Tracy. Kidding, she's our sponsor, so <laughs> she's the best. I disagree. I think it, it's, I, it's it, the thing was you get to say, hey, it's the only game without a clock. As long as you're at bat, you've got a chance to win it. You can't like take a knee like football or any kind of bullshit. I don't like it. And I don't mean like just like uh, progress. Like I'm all for progress. You know, I'm like, yes, please. They should have let black players in a long time ago. Okay. I'm not that guy. <laughs> you know I mean? It's just, but leave it alone. There you go. Courtney. Say hi, Rose. Oh, hi, Courtney. Hi, Rose. You guys would like each other. Um, so, um, We'll get to everything. We have a great guest on tonight. Unfortunately, as it goes, we were having technical issues with Skype. We just couldn't get her Skype to connect. But through the magic of the internet, but um, we have her on the phone. I think she's still there. I know. Um, so, I hope so she'll be here with us. Unfortunately, we can't see her. And she's gorgeous, too. So I don't know. Um, it's just one of those things. I don't know. It was fine the other day. You know what it is? You know what it is? Actually, I'll tell you what it is. All right? It's everybody watching that shitty fucking coverage from today. All right? Yeah, oh. Hey, hey, I hope you had an impeachment-free day, everyone, by the way. Happy impeachment day if you fucking observe, if you celebrate. <laughs> the Rose, you're observant, I know. Um, um, Ross, welcome. I mean, that's, Rose? That's Liza, Thank she's you, gorgeous. Ross. Of course she is. She's stunning. And we can't oh. freaking see her because... Freaking a lot of, you know, what I used to call the average backroom viewer. We, we have since hit a better class of, of viewer listener, but clogging <laughs> up the internet, watching German shit porn. That's right. If you're here to watch Double. Julie, if you're here to watch Julie and you're new to this, yeah, it's this is that kind of show. I'm hopping mad. We're having technical issues. So, yeah, um, exactly. Yes. Um, so slow news day today. Right. Right, Rose. Yeah, it, there were only like 23 stories that I heard about. Wow. Holy cow. <laughs> Jesus, you think you're having a bad day. Your mouth is moving, but the words coming out don't... Oh, am I out of sync? Is it is it being weird? Is it better now, Bobby? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the internet today. I did a speed test. I don't know. I have rock solid internet. I got that gigabit ethernet. I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna muddle through anyway. I'm watching the show and I see everything, so I don't know. What are you gonna do? Um, it's fine. Liza says it's fine. Liza, you're watching on YouTube. There you go. Yeah, YouTube is good. So, okay, here you go. If you are having issues on Facebook, switch over to YouTube. Go over to YouTube. Uh, type in all one. In fact, you know what? That's what I'm doing. I do this all the time. There you go. Oh, let me get rid of that. Facebook goofy. Yeah. All right. Tell you what. There we go. Yeah. Now this is being weird. Everything's being weird today. What is up with all my freaking tech today? Anyway, if you're having any issues, um, go over to YouTube, type in the backroom network. It just should work now. There it is. All one word, the backroom network. So go there now. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't plug StreamYard. I don't do StreamYard. I don't do software, Ross. 
All right, software crashes. Hardware is great. No, I, I, <laughs> that's not for me. That's not for me. Stream back. It costs money. This is free. I use another ATEM, ATEM Mini Pro, by the look into it. Courtney says here, you're fine. All right. So if you are having issues, he may, he may have caught up now. If you are having issues on Facebook, go over to YouTube once again. The Backroom Network, all one word. You know what? Go there anyway and go and subscribe, all right? Because mm -hmm. here's the thing. Our views are great. We're doing great. We are rocking this thing. But our, our subscriber numbers aren't matching it. So, um, yeah, it's free. Yeah, it's branded, right? It's branded, though. You got a Yardstream brand. Ah, the brand that I'm doing is my own branding, brother. It's, I, I know, I know, I know all that stuff. I know StreamYard. I know Restream. I know all of those tough guys. <laughs> all right, Belinda, you're fine here. There you go. Belinda uh, is like this really cool. Uh, you guys ever cross paths in Reading Theater? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Belinda's great. She does like old timey dressy up stuff, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah she, so, and are, she, are, she and I are cut from different uh, eras, but the same. The same kind of. You know what? No, yeah. I know what that means. And I get it. And you're fucking right. That's it's true. true. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like yeah. you live cosplay who, who, kind of thing. She's the one who painted the set for Independence. Oh, yeah, she did, didn't she? Yeah. Like you guys like ago. live cosplay. It's awesome, you know. Say yeah. cosplay again. What? Um, okay. So yes, yeah, so, and then so yeah. Go to YouTube, subscribe because if you're watching this, all it costs is your time. But if you're not subscribed, a little little effort to subscribe. Like I would say, it's like you're stealing, Rose. It's like you're stealing, and you don't want to be a common thief. What's that? Is it stealing home? Stealing home, safe. That's what I'm saying. Hiya. Hi, Back to baseball. Yeah, it, it, this is the kind of mood tonight. This is our season finale for about four or five weeks or so. So I don't care. So you know enjoy. What, you know, here, watch it. Ready? Ready? Sit back, ladies and gentlemen. An hour and a half of this. Here we go. Wow, I can smell it from here. I know! Woo! No, I'm freshly showered. <laughs> um, so that's it. So subscribe. Like, of course, this is being simulcast on uh, Facebook and YouTube, and I think it's fine now. Um, so yes, like I said, we're going to take a break for a while. We're going to sort of rejigger some things. I'm even trying a new background tonight, but, uh, we're going to come back. Uh, looks like May the 9th and on that's of course a Tuesday. I do forties. I thought you did like old timey civil war -y things too. All right. Well, like, yeah, like I my dearest Penelope today, I do declare like that kind of stuff. Right. No, she. I think she's saying that she also does 40s in addition to the stuff. Well, I'm 50, so I hope. Primarily. Oh, you meant. I thought you meant stupid. I don't no, care. She's playing Edward 40 hands. Exactly. Edward 40 hands, exactly. Yeah, um, all right. So May 9th, we're going to come back to. And we're going to have. If you watched last episode, you saw. And if you're a regular viewer, you saw Alicia. Alicia and her co host, Kate, will be starting a new Backroom Network show. Boom! There it is. Participation Trophy Wives. That is going to debut on Mother's Day. How timely. Um, but they'll be on the show May the 9th to plug away. And they are really, really funny. They're great. You're going to love them. So come back then. And two weeks after that, we're trying to... I'm not. It's not exactly lined up yet, but we're going to have uh, probably a, a group of guys, some friends who are... Um, they had a great friend who unfortunately passed away about eight years ago now, and they hold an annual golf tournament. 
to raise uh, funds and things. And it's awesome. And these guys are awesome. Uh, so uh, it'll be actually one of the people is uh, Chris Herter. If you are, you know, is a former sponsor. He's been on the show. And uh, Scotty Lobo and Mason and, and Matt Ziegler. It'll be fun. So it's almost booked. Not 100%, but check in later with that. And that'll be fun. And other fun surprises in store for you. So um, 1770 to 1940. Yeah, it's broad. There you go. There you go, Courtney. 80s! Courtney loves the 80s. She does. She's the 80s kid through and through. Um, so that's that. So I was going to do a whole thing about April Fool's Day because I hell I hate it, but we got to get going here. It's stupid. It's not fun. Hey, I lied. Yes, you have a spider on. I'm kidding. I took advantage of a fear you have. Daddy, I yes, did. exactly it. That's Maybe. it. Maybe. Courtney, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. All right, I'm here for Julie. Give me Julie. We're working on it. Christina, I thought you're doing your own live thing right now. Something tells me that it's slacking because you're watching this. And I love I appreciate you doing that. Um, me too. I want Julie. Hey, we're getting there. Whoa! Whoa! You know what? No, no, but she's not gonna come on now. Okay? All right. So I think that's it. Today we are gonna be talking to uh my longtime friend Julie Swartz. Um, Julie is currently, uh, living with cancer. She's, she's battling cancer. She, she had breast cancer prior. She, I'm using air quotes, beat it. And now she's unfortunately had to return and she's battling it. And, uh, we'll get into that. Um, you know, about how she's doing treatments and things and just her, her wits, wisdom and knowledge of, um, uh, of, of what it's like, you know, uh, uh, um, and we're, uh, and we're also going to be talking about, um, Julie is also a big advocate for the arts and literature. And we're going to be talking about, ah, bye. Don't say bye. What? No. Um, about, uh, all the attacks going on on literature and art and all that crap that's going on. And it's not a left, right thing either. All right. It's all sides. Like I said, you know, I mean, the, the writers are the, the, everything in Florida. Don't try to read anything in Florida, apparently. I don't know. Um, but it's also, it's not the right that's canceling Dave Chappelle either. All right. My live is also jacked up on Facebook currently. Well, see, there you go. There's something going on with the internet. All right. I think that's it. So, um, without further ado, uh, let's bring in the great Julie Swartz. Julie, are you there? Say hello. Hi. There she is. Oh my God. All right. Can everybody hear oh Julie just God. fine? I think we have it figured out just right with the audio. Um, yeah, unfortunately, like we said, um, you know, I'm at the mercy of infrastructure. So, everybody watching porn, what are you going to do? All right. So, how you doing, Julie? I'm doing all right. Thank all right. you for having me tonight. Of course. Hooray, Julie. Um, Liza says, Lady Poopington, which of course is my lovely bride, says, hi, Julie. Everyone loves Julie. That's the thing. You know those people okay. that like, you know they don't have an enemy in the world? Well, that's not Julie, but <laughs> I kid Julie. Uh, oh, Rose, <laughs> is that a cat behind you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, here you go. Emily Swartz. I think that's your sister, right? That is my sister. There yeah. you go. We can hear her. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You know, we wanted to have her uh, on through Skype, but what are you going to do? You know what it is? I blame the internet out there. Where are you? Mechanicsburg area? I am. Um, yeah. 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 What are you going to do there? There you go. Courtney know. says, Where hi, Julie. Tonight? Now, oh, yeah. Julie's also watching the feed of the show, which will be a little bit behind, but she'll see all these, right? You can see everything coming up, right? 
I can. I'm just a little behind. That's a, yeah, exactly. It's a little. It's a little bit. It's probably eight to ten seconds or something. Hello. Mm -hmm. Yes, more Julie. More Julie. Exactly. I agree. I agree. You can't have enough Julie, as far as I'm concerned. Um, now, Julie and I, uh, we are friends. I'm trying to figure this out. Maybe what twenty five years plus. That's about right. That's about right. Um, and Julie, um, like myself, which is probably why we get along. Um, we have might might considered a and Rose fits right in a dark sense of humor sometimes. Would you agree with that, Julie? Uh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, no question, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna she's gonna talk about what's going on in her life and her battle with cancer, and it's gonna be really informative and forthright. But here's what here's what it's not gonna be. Hey, hey, Julie, I how you doing? Um, gosh, I'm I'm really really sorry what you're going through because we don't we don't do that shit, right, Julie? No, we're not tiptoeing through anything. We don't do that shit. All right. Here's what we're going to do, though. Just because we can pretend she's there. She was supposed to be in that box. So you're going to see it blink in the Skype logo every now and then. But she's there. There you go. Ross, stay strong, Julie. Exactly. Um, Thank so, you. You bet. So, yeah. So we are going to we're going to talk about this. Julie's going to tell us, uh, like I said, this is she's no. Um, what's the expression? Wilting, wilting flower, wilting. Help me, Rose. You're smart. Uh, shrinking Violet. Yeah, that one. Shrinking yeah. Violet. Hey, ding, 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 ding. Oh, I wish you could tell. You'll see her hilarious expression. Um, so I, I guess uh, let me check a few things here. Ba ba ba. I guess take us to the beginning. When now you you had breast cancer years ago. I did. I, I did. I had breast cancer almost ten years ago now. Okay. So tell so me I how that first, how you first sort of discovered it or were diagnosed? Sure, sure. So I, I, I noticed actually that I had um, a small indentation in my skin on the underside of my right breast. And that's how I initially discovered it. I, I went into the doctor and they did mammograms and then they found a spot and they did biopsies. And that's how I was initially diagnosed. Right. And I was diagnosed the day after my 37th birthday. So I, at that point, was too young to have gotten a regular mammogram. Yeah. Unless you had like a familial history. Right. What? And at that point, 10 years ago, they had just, I think, knocked it down to 40. Um, and they started to put those stipulations in, in place where you could get it if you had a family history. Uh, but you have to go through, you know, petitioning the insurance and all of that sort of yep. thing, which is never now, you said they changed it to 40, meaning like it was higher? It was higher. Any it reason for that? Like, well, and I suspect it's probably not a good thing. I would imagine number of cases at an earlier age. No, exactly. What was it prior? Exactly. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. 45, I think. Okay. But again, I was too young. And to be honest, I have never really had to get them regularly because I just have cancer. So. They don't care yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, before we get into the heart of things, like I said, you know, it's only uh, uh, no pressure, but I'm going to need you to make cancer hilarious tonight. So if you could pull that, I'd be great. It's no pressure. So uh, I'll try my best. You try your best. Um, uh, Courtney, this is from, from prior when you were making your adorable face. LOL, Rose. 
of course, Christina was talking about I am, but I'm multitasking with her because, uh, yeah, she's also running a live stream, but she took the time. She, uh, her and Julie and Liza, they all go way, 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 way back. So those are her, um, her dear, dear friends who, of course, would be there for her. Yes. Yes. Yes, they are. Thank you for uh, tuning in, guys. So, so you're 37. You get a diagnose uh, a diagnosis. How again? I'm a moron. So, like, how bad was it? Like at that time, like what, what progress and its stage and things. Um, so at that time, after they did surgery, so I I got a lumpectomy to remove um, the infected area to remove the tumor, and at that point they staged it stage one to two. So it hadn't yet spread into my other systems. It was okay. contained in my right breast. So because I was young, they recommended the course of treatment where I got chemotherapy and also radiation after the surgery. Um, and then I was on drug therapy for a number of years. Rose was on drug therapy at her 20s, but it had nothing to do with that. <laughs> don't tell all my secrets. I don't want to tell you. Um, so, so then what, what happens then? So, so what, what was the, what was the course of treatment that they did right away? Uh, obviously there was some surgery involved. Right. So surgery is first and that's how they stage it. So I chose to get a lumpectomy as opposed to a mastectomy. So a mastectomy is where they remove the whole breast. I chose because my tumor was small enough. I did a lumpectomy and they just, uh, removed tissue surrounding the tumor. Okay. And they got clean margins but it was close enough to the skin that that's what was causing the indentation because it was pulling on the skin wow um yeah and at that point after i healed from my surgery i did about four months of chemotherapy okay which is super fun <laughs> hold on and then, hold on i feel like you don't mean that i don't i oh, don't okay, chemotherapy sorry. is is terrible it's hard to it's, tell over the phone you know i couldn't tell if you were being Yes. I you know, know what? Actually, I, I'll be honest. Again, we're not getting, you know, I know you don't have a medical degree, but what exactly does it entail? Like, what is it exactly? I mean, it's I, basically there's like they either give you something or they target something, you know, but, but, you know, chemo versus uh, the, the, um, the you know, radiation. Right. So so what is that? In, like, like you show up and then like what, what does that treatment involve? So you go to the oncology office and they give you uh, an infusion bag and it takes mine took about four hours each infusion and they hook you up um, to the IV and you sit there with your chemo buddies that you meet because you all go the same day a week and um, sit there and get basically toxic chemicals pumped into your veins. Yeah. And there's different types of chemo that target different types of cancer but it, um, it goes after the cancer cells and it kills, it kills fast dividing cells. So okay. that's why it kills the cancer, but it also kills your hair follicles and your fingernails and your eyelashes and your eyebrows. It all fell out. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I, I never actually, that's an interesting explanation. I mean, I knew we all take it for granted. Like, Oh yeah, you lose your hair, but like, that's why, because of the way it attacks cells and things. And Exactly. Huh. It attacks fast dividing cells. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I had some bad effects from chemo. I mean, I ended up getting bone pain. So it felt like my bones were radioactive and it got to the point, the further on and it builds in your system. So that's why you have to do it for so long. Right. So by the time I was done with it, I really, you know, I couldn't walk. 
I, uh, I would get out of bed in the morning and crawl downstairs and they had me on, I was on Percocet the whole time because I was in so much pain from it. Um, so it's bad. It's toxic. It's toxic chemicals in your, they pump in your veins, but, um, I was just going to tell the story about when I met with the radiation oncologist before I started chemo, he was, uh, just talking to me about what to expect and, and how the treatment was going to work. And he asked me if I had started chemo yet. And I said, I hadn't. And he was like, Oh no, you'll be fine. It'll be great. It's okay. I had this, I had another patient and she was a marathon runner and all she had to do was cut back on the amount of miles that she was running every week. And I just sat there and thought, Oh my gosh, I'm going to fail at this. I'm going to fail at having fucking cancer. I'm not going to be good enough at it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're not running four miles a day? I know. I don't run. No, right. Yeah, I don't run marathons now. So, exactly. so I have I to be started uh, during. Chemo. I, 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 this is why, and I totally get what you mean. This is why I love Julie because I would have the same concern. Great, I'm going to be the D student cancer patient. Fucking great, right? Right. I can't <laughs> even do cancer right. Exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, it's popping the chatter. Um, Courtney asking, Julie, do you have a history? We'll get into that because that's kind of a part of a question I'm going to ask a little bit down the line. So um, Tracy asking, uh, Julie, did your fingernails fall off? And she oh, said, I'm happy so you're feeling better. So go ahead about the fingernails. My fingernails did not fall off, actually. Um, I My hair all fell out. I lost my eyelashes and my eyebrows. Um, but my fingernails, it got to the point where I thought they were going to fall, fall out. It felt like if, um, like if anything kind of caught the edge of my nail, that it was going to peel back the whole way into my nail bed. I, I could feel it the whole way back into my nail bed. And at that point I was coaching gymnastics for a living. Right. And, um, so I was going into the gym and working with the kids while I was going through chemo and radiation and the whole bit. And I remember being in the gym and, like just having my hands balled up in fists and talking to some of the older girls. And I'm like, I can't touch you today because my fingernails are going to fall off if I touch you. And, so. and, and gymnastics coaching, it's kind of very hands-on, right? With helping people with, with tumbles and things, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, wow. um, I, I adjusted my amount of activity. So I wasn't as hands-on right. as I was before. I wasn't working with the little kids cause you know, they're dirty and I didn't want to, um, yeah. my immune system was knocked down. So I didn't want to get anything. All right. All right. I, I, by the way, I want to take a moment to point out. Um, I don't think I get enough credit for my incredible knowledge of coaching gymnastics, talking about how you have to put your hands on people. Right. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like Bella. What's his name? Who's the Russian coach? Bella Curley. Yeah. That guy. So, yeah, you know, guy. I know <laughs> my, the depth of my gymnastics coaching knowledge is fucking, you can fill a warehouse. It's amazing, right? No, you it's can not. Fill a Hands across the board. Hands of kids across the board. Uh, Courtney, giving you some props there. You go, girl. Yeah. By the way, seriously. props. Yeah. What year is this, Gary? What year is this? I don't know. What year is this? Um, so, so then... When do you, when are you officially deemed at that point, like cancer clean or cancer free? Um, How long after your first diagnosis? The, the rule of thumb is seven years. 
if you stay, if there's not any uh, reoccurrence within seven years, then that's wow. remission. Wow. I didn't realize it was that so, length. Yeah, I knew neither. Yeah. yeah. But, it, you know, I can't speak for all doctors because every experience is different. I'm sure that other people have heard different things from their doctors. Um, doctors are very they're very funny. They don't want to give you timelines unless you're, you know, actively dying, unless they can say like, listen, it's, it's bad. It's going to be six months. It's going to be four months, something like that. Like they don't really want to go on record saying anything. So, um, yeah, yeah, it makes sense with (laughs) breast cancer, especially is, and with people getting it so early, there's such a high rate of reoccurrence that Mm -hmm. it's just pretty much assumed that you're going to, it's going to come back at some point. Yeah. Um, Denise's mom got breast cancer, I believe, at 40. She was pretty young, too. Um, And then later she got bone cancer. But then she she she's passed away now, but it wasn't from the cancer like it cancer. God bless her. I mean, she was like robo fucking woman with with cancer. So just like you say, you, you don't you don't know. And and I get why I guess they're a little hesitant because everybody's different, right? I mean, between right. lifestyle and genetics and stuff like that, right? Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on, when I said I was on drug therapy before, so I was on hormone blocking therapy. So I was on um, a drug. Yes, this is that- interesting. I'm sorry. I interrupt her. Yeah. Julie and I, we did, I was doing a little setup phone call before. And this is interesting. Uh, the connection between hormones and specifically breast cancer or cancer in general. I know what I know about is specifically breast cancer. Okay. I'm sure that there's other types of cancer. Oh, well, ovarian cancer, obviously. Um, yeah. I was going to say all of the do... like, female-linked cancers. All oh, the lady right. cancers? Are very, you want to say, Rose? Are, are very hormone-specific. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. So, so we exactly. were saying that about the hormone blockers, Julie. So I was on hormone blockers. I was on tamoxifen for a couple of years. They wanted me to be on that for... They initially said five years and then they said 10 years and then they said pretty much, you know, until I entered menopause naturally or forever, you know, they kept lengthening it. I stayed on it for about two to three years, but the side effects were so terrible that um, and I wasn't I wasn't getting a lot of um, positive feedback from my oncologist at that point about, you know, relieving some of those side effects that I decided to go off. Right, but the, the 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 point of them is because it 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 but it cuts off, uh, but some sort of food supply essentially for the cells, right? Right. So my so my cancer. There's different types of cancer, but my cancer is hormone positive. So it essentially is like food for the cancer. It feeds right. the cancer. Right. Wow. Um, yeah. That's uh wow. Um, let's check again, Tracy. Yeah, Tracy's mom. Is battling too. Just went through all the same with my mom. It's really no fun for anyone, even though we played lots of games at chemo and entertained people each time. It was rough. You are a champ, she says. There you go, right on. Yeah, yeah she so she said you played games with people, so you you have a community. I mean, it's a big open room, and the, everything is all all the places are different. They have private rooms, but the place where I went, they had a bunch of like lazy boys essentially set up and people were in there. You're in there all day. So you might as well make friends. Yeah. Start a Facebook group. 
You know? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I yeah. had people that would stop by and bring me lunch. Like my mom brought me lunch a couple times. And right. yeah. Do they let you bring your pets? No, they don't <laughs> let you bring your pets. They should. Goddamn right they should. Of course they should. Poor Shane. Yes. Um, and I, I was hoping, damn it too. Um, I was hoping that you would bring your pooches on because Julie has an incredibly cute pooches. Um, actually, if you want, you could text the pictures to me and I can show that on my phone. But um, there you go. Fuck lady cancer. We need a cure. Right on, Courtney. Right on. You know what the yeah, problem is? And this is not entirely, I mean, it's sort of kidding, but not really. Like, there's so much um, money and things in like curing male pattern baldness. That we take some of that brain trust of people coming out of medical school and they go, you know, I was going to work for the American Cancer Society to help find cures for things. But there's so much money in dick pills and curing ball. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Um, so, <laughs> you know, we kind of have a bit of a brain drain. I mean, believe me, there's plenty, but it's like, I, you know, it, it really... Should be well, on, you know, like, like guys, accept the baldness. You'll, you'll be fine. We need all hands on deck for this one. You know what I mean? We need our smartest I, and finest I, here, people. Right, go, yeah, Cordy. Oh, my God. Pets should be allowed. Exactly. You get it. Pets should be allowed. Yeah. I would have loved to sit at chemo with my dogs. <laughs> exactly. But well, they do therapy, the, uh, therapy dogs and things for people in hospitals. So why the hell yeah. not? Why wouldn't you? Right. Exactly. You would think. I'm going to get on that next <laughs> time when I have. Cam chemo this round, uh, I'll definitely get right on yeah. that. Stupid freaking people. Um, so to speak, though, to what you're saying about, you know, needing a cure, I would like to bring up that since the time has passed as uh, in between my first round and my reoccurrence, the um, the medical breakthroughs have been astronomical. Like the amount of drugs that they have, the things that they're doing now that they did not have available back then. It's amazing to me. Right. Give us some uh, example, Do you, uh, one, one or two of them. Well, all the drugs that they're showing on TV now. I mean, that's a whole other issue, the fact that they're advertising cancer drugs on TV. Right. But I don't know if you've seen the commercial where it says, I have metastatic breast cancer and what I need is more time. Um, uh, yes. You know, fuck you, obviously. <laughs> but yeah. it's uh, those drugs didn't exist back then. Huh. And, uh, I mean, hell, they have a shot for the, um, <clears throat> help me out, ladies. I know it's a lady cancer. The cervical cancer, right? Yeah. Well, technically, well, that's... no. Explain. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was going to say, Julie, you, you're welcome to take it, too. I was going to say, HPV is... Yes, that's it. That one. Yeah, HPV is a virus that can cause cervical cancer. Right. However, there are cases of cervical cancer that exist without the presence of HPV. Um, right. So technically you're kind of like taking away one of the possibilities by having that, vac That's, that vaccination. Joy um, and I right. were talking about this very thing the other day. <laughs> and, you know, again, not to make light of it, but I believe that's how Michael Douglas said he got cancer from... Catherine Zeta-Jones. From, you know, yeah. spending some time down south. You know what I mean? Check it out. The old, he, he went to the buffet. Mm -hmm. And he may have caught himself a bad virus there. I was going to say he was really into the clams. Really into the... That's why when I needed a co-host, a civilian co-host, I'm like, 
Rose would make a clam vagina joke. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. I've been to clams. See, that's why women, people are like, uh, that's why I have female co-hosts, because you can go there. You go there. Oh, she's edgy. And uh, me, you go, oh, Gary. Gary, shame, shame, shame. All right. Um, so now um, let's talk about, unfortunately, of course, um, you uh, had a reoccurrence. It, your cancer returned. I did. Yeah. Um, so walk us through that. What happened there? Sure. Sure. So I actually, um, so in March of 2020, I ended up having reconstruction of my breast because my initial incision from the lumpectomy surgery, uh, it, the scar tissue adhered to my pectoral muscles and it started to pull. Um, it was very painful. So hey, I hey, if Skype was working, we'd have you show us, so, but we can't. So, you know. Right, exactly. Right. Unfortunately, oh, I'm I'm pretty upset about that. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. We'll put we'll, we'll put a picture in the show notes. Yeah, right. right there you go. I'll, I'll send it on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Anyway, so I had reconstruction, and about a year after that, the so the skin of my right breast is not. It lost all its elasticity because of the radiation that I had the first go round. So it wasn't, um, the implant that I had on that side wasn't stretching down anymore. And the initial incision from my first surgery. So the scar from the lumpectomy that I had had years prior started to break apart and break down. And I went to see my, um, plastic surgeon and he did a scar revision and took that tissue. And that tissue is what came back for, um, positive, for a reoccurrence. So I had the oh, exact geez. same cancer in the exact same spot. Wow. That's crazy. Um, well, actually I found out now that that is pretty common. Really? That they're seeing that. Yeah. That, um, people are getting it. I, I, I'm guessing if it's, and I don't know if this is true. This is just my guesstimation that they're just not getting all the cells the first time. Huh. Now, out of curiosity, if you had elected to have the full mastectomy instead of the lumpectomy, do you think that the chances of things being missed would have been the same? Or do you think it may have been a slightly different oh, outcome? That's a great question, Rose. Yeah. It is a good question. It actually, had I gotten the mastectomy, I might not have had the reoccurrence at all. Because all the cells might have gotten taken care of because they took the whole breast. But my decision to not have the mastectomy at that point was based on yeah. the genetic profile that I got done. So I well, am not, I'm negative for the BRCA gene. I don't have the BRCA gene. Right. Yeah. Well, and you, so you had said I too, had the, like that it was so close to the surface. I, I mean, I, I can understand your decision. I, it wasn't, that question was not to be no, judgmental. I'm, she didn't, I'm sure, I know, Julie, oh, she didn't no. take it that way. But, it wasn't like, you better what? No. There's no, there's, you know, no, of course not. No, no, I didn't. Um, I appreciate that, but no, I, I didn't take any offense no. to that at all. Yeah. Um, let's grab the chat here once again. Uh, Christina, so hanging tough. There you go. Um, Heck yeah. Yeah. My aunt, uh, also has breast cancer and now has bone cancer. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so, so many people. Uh, unfortunately, I, Courtney, I think money wins out over curing. 
I think they have a cure, but it doesn't make money. I think that's the case for a lot of things. I think not only in medicine, but also things like political issues and things. I think that, like, we're not going to go down this road, but for example, you know how they, you know, the Supreme Court sort of overturned Roe, and there have been, it was years when the Democrats had both houses and the presidency where they could have codified things, and they didn't because not unlike this, honestly, sorry, but there's sort of more money in the fight than the settling. So, you know, sometimes you have to have right. that cause. And if you know, and yeah, and you're right. Unfortunately, um, you're right. You're, you're dead on. You know, there's, there's, you know, well, there's, when you can have recurring customers as opposed to curing and be done. I mean, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that's, I don't know how deep any kind of conspiracy is, but. It's not the least bit surprising if there's definitely not some delay, at least, right? What do you think about that, Julie? The pharmaceutical companies are making a lot of money on a lot of these drugs. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. But these drugs are not, I mean, they're battling cancer. I don't think anyone is opposed to curing cancer, obviously. Okay. But um, I, I don't think that there's forethought saying, you know, we're not going to cure it because we're making too much money fighting it. But they're making a ton of money. Uh, you know what? You're you're a less cynical person than me. Then I guess. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, my aunt, uh, Christina also. My aunt hates that they try to force her to do crafts when getting her chemo. <laughs> Leave me alone. alone. Right? Yeah. Let me read my book or do whatever I want to do. Like I don't want to participate yeah. in in the crafts or the game playing. Yeah, yeah. this isn't summer I camp, right? Yeah, I, it's not summer camp. You're right. <laughs> I'm just picturing Christina's aunt bringing a book that she made a custom cover that says um, how to ignore people who want to talk during chemo. <laughs> when you want to be left alone during medical treatments. Oh, okay. Hit taken, hit taken. You know what? It occurred to me, um, Julie, I hope you don't mind. And I guess you won't because it is your profile picture, but I pulled up Julie's Facebook. There you go. Bam. It's a picture. Oh. It's gorgeous, right? Look at that. Do you see you? Uh oh. No. You don't see it yet? No, not yet. It's a little bit of delay, so. Yeah. I wanted to say, Christina, you said your aunt has uh, bone cancer now. There is. Oh, yeah, there I am. Um, so, breast cancer has a tendency to go a couple of places, and one of the places it goes is to the bones. Mm. And the other place is the brain. So a lot of Ooh. people, like, once it metastasizes, it, it tends to travel to the bones and to the brain. Yeah, you know, let's get it. I'm glad you, it's good that you brought that up. I'm glad. What? Um, that. Um, How dare you? I know. I, you know, now that we're talking about cancer spreading, hold on. <laughs> I, I, I'm I, Why does anybody watch this? I'm terrible at this. <laughs> um, um. Hold on, let's we'll get to uh, Larry. Larry, check it in, Julie. Hey, Larry. Lots, lots of love, my dear friend, Julie. Remember, uh, comps anytime. Sorry, I can't hang. And he's in rehearsal for Disenchanted at Janice's. Getting a plug in at a boy. Um, yeah, Janice's Theater. Check it out. Their shows. They do awesome stuff. Uh, and I can't stand Gary. LOL. Oh, you. Oh, hold on. Oh, I'm going to send the chat. That's weird. I know. That's one of my cancer perks that I get uh, free tickets to any Genesia show. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's good but stuff. I okay, to be fair, 
I have been told throughout the course of my life that my personality is a cancer. So? No, doesn't count. That doesn't, doesn't count? <laughs> no. That's a bullshit right there is what that is. We've, leave it to Gary to, like, figure out a way that he can have cancer. Thank you! Oh, you know what? So he never gets to something, anything. You know what? He my, never wants to be left out of anything. My schizophrenia oh, couldn't get me a good parking spot, and now my personality can't me get me come tickets. What is the point of being a problem if you can't? Uh, exactly. Oh, Courtney, beautiful. Exactly. Look at her. Look at this again. Now you won't see her for a while, Julie, but look at her. She's Gorgeous. Tall. Come on. Thank you. Hey. Right. That's with my brand new hair too. After it grew back in. Oh, really? So it's like curly. Yeah, it's like wavy curly now. It would, never was. It was six straight before. After uh, before. I was going to ask you: Is that really a thing? That really that yeah. hair really does come back in different, huh? Yes. Yeah. Huh. So my hair is um is wavy, or you could see it. It's curly. Um, and it never was before. So yeah, it's also a little grayer than it was, but you know. Well. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like you know going through cancer might have been stressful or something. What? A little bit, might have slightly. What? So I, yeah. Oh, oh, okay, Doctor Rose over there. Listen, oh, uh, oh uh, please, who ever heard of a Jewish doctor? Oh, all right. Oh. Actually, wait a minute. Uh, LOL, true, Gary. Ah, uh, you love you, Courtney. I can't. My my chat keeps going. Turn it off. There you go. There she is. Love you. All right, uh, Larry. She and I go back a long way. Julie, I still don't owe. I still don't owe you money. He says, ah, "That's a wrong <laughs> joke." And by the way, uh, the fuck you don't, Larry. Does. Right, right, Julie. Yeah, right. The fuck you don't. You owe me so much money for my youth <laughs> and innocence. Oh heavens! Larry may have robbed Julie of her of her youth. <laughs> yeah. So what you just said is that Larry is cancer. Larry is youth cancer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Since you're you're ascribing it to everybody, you know. Yes. Oh my god, Courtney, talking about the hair. Uh like pubes? Oh. Um Yes. Hey, hey Courtney? Yes. When the show's over, just you know, if you want to just Text that you know, you know. Ah. All right. Um, oh, also, Courtney, Julie, uh, she's asking Julie any side effects from what? All of, I guess yeah. you mean it, that may have been from earlier. They're coming in a little weird every now and then, but yeah, like, yeah. like what were what, what were you pretty? Did you react what what is probably in a pretty common manner? They say was it was it in any way exceptional? Was it pretty standard or? To, well, it depends on. Like what treatment you're talking about? Pick one. I did mention uh, pick one. Uh, so the chemo side effects I got were pretty run in the mill. Although I got bone pain, which some people get and some people don't. I had it pretty badly. I luckily did not have as much of the nausea and vomiting as a lot of people do. Okay. But they had me on a lot of preventative drugs for that. So that took care of that for me. Um, I lost my sense of taste because it kills your taste buds too because wow. it's faster by itself. And I had mouth sores in my throat and my mouth, and so it was hard to eat. Yeah. Um, I uh, I lost all my hair, and uh, my daughter actually at dinner one night was asking me, you know, like, 
are you going to lose like all your hair on your body? And I said, I better not have to shave my legs if I lose a hair on my head. So, Wouldn't that be some bullshit, right? Wouldn't that be some bullshit? Wouldn't that be some bullshit? Now, I got to ask, uh, oh, Larry, yikes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. Um, what What do you mean by um, your bone bone ache? Like, what is that? What is that? Describe that if you can. The bone pain? Yeah, bone it pain. Felt like my bones were radioactive. I felt it most like from my hips into the bones in my legs, and it literally felt like my bones were on fire. Like it felt like an internal burning, like coming out? Yeah. Like I could actually feel my bones in my legs, which is a strange thing to say. But if you think about it, you can't really, like you don't notice your bones being present. Yeah, yeah, agree. Right? And you know they're there and you can stand up, but you don't like feel them as separate entities. And this felt like they were on fire. Wow. Wow, That's That's a really solid point. I would imagine other than like hitting your elbow or doing something, Al, we don't go, gosh, I have bones. I wonder how my, let me, let me mentally check in on my bones. Right. Can I feel the bones in my legs right now? Can I feel the bones in my legs right now? Yeah. That's not something you're supposed to um, have to think about. Right. So, all right. So you go and they find, they do what they test you and they find it again. Now, here's something that, and I've heard this before, but I don't really understand it, um, how there's, like, obviously there's different kinds of cancer, but just because, say, cancer is found in an area, it doesn't mean that it's that kind of cancer, like it's this cancer that's spread. I mean, we, we talked about this, like, explain, like, what the technicality of that means exactly. Um. So basically, it's about where your cancer originates. And each cancer cell is different. So the different types of cancer have a different cell cellular makeup as well. And I am not as well versed on that. I know about breast cancer. But my breast cancer, then once they diagnosed the reoccurrence, they found that it had spread to my lymph nodes. And then it went to um, like mess in my bones and in my liver but that doesn't mean i have liver cancer it just means that my breast cancer metastasized to my liver mm-hmm. and so it's the original breast cancer cells that have migrated in the body does that um i guess that means a different possible course of treatment and a different potential reaction based on Breast cancer in your liver versus liver cancer? I mean, does that, does that make sense? Is that true? Yeah. 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 So, so, so I, right. Um, the course of treatment could be different. Most likely is different. Right. Because if you see the drug, so I always talk about the drugs on TV because that's a lot of people's um, touchstone with all of this, right. but there's different drugs that come on and they're suitable for different types of cancers. Okay. So different drugs treat different things. Yeah. Huh. And the chemo, chemo is not, you know, there's different types of chemo drugs that they put in the infusions to treat the different types of cancers as well. Right. Hmm. Um, oh, Christina, talking about her, her aunt at the tree. She takes 
the popsicle sticks and glitter like a champ. <laughs> yes. Her. And she also opted out for the mastectomy after testing negative for BRCA, spelling gene, the BRCA gene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's right. that? The BRCA gene? Yes. It, that's mm-hmm. the gene that tells you if you are um, most like, or not most likely, but genetically predisposed to have breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Huh. So if so people that... test positive for the BRCA gene, then they can get a mastectomy preemptively. Yes. What's the... So Go ahead, Rose. I was going to say the, the BRCA gene is something that I was actually tested for. Um, it's really prevalent in the Jewish community. Um, but also, like, notably, people might remember um, Angelina Jolie had a double mastectomy. Um, and I think Christina yeah. Applegate also did. Yes. Because they both, they both tested positive for that gene. And they decided that, well, preemptively, that that's something they wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, wh- so what I is tested he... negative for, for I'm the sorry, Julie, start over. I'm sorry, what happened? Oh, no, it's all right. I tested uh, negative for the BRCA gene, you know, 10 years ago when I did it. And then when I, I did a full genetic panel again, once my recurrence came around and I tested negative for all of the genes that they have since found in the meantime. Wow. So the oh, full wow. panel, I tested negative for any sort of genetic predisposition. Of cancer. What is what is the what is the um, likelihood of contracting it if you do in fact test positive though? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, Rose, do you know? So when I was tested for the gene, it was now. Granted, I was tested oh, like 15 ish years ago. Um, if you have the BRCA gene, pretty much the chances of you having one of the female cancers at some point in your life is a guarantee. Right. Them occurring earlier than menopause is pretty high. I think it was like in the 60s or 70 percentile. Right. Um, but like after menopause, in general, it's more common for women to have breast cancer. Um, I was going to say that, yeah, Julie, chime in on that. Do you, what, what is the, because obviously you were really young. What's, what's, the, what's, what's a normal age range for being diagnosed? Well, Rose is right. It's normally a postmenopausal disease really? because it's sort of the buildup of your hormones over your lifetime. Because back to the hormones. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah. Well, Julie, of course, head of the curve, like always. <laughs> of course. I know. I'm an over. Fucking trendsetter. Oh, well, uh, and I was going to say she not only is an overachiever, but also she's defied the odds in that she didn't test positive for BRCA and any of the other genomes that have since been like linked to breast cancer. Yeah. So she's really an right. defier. Yeah. Um, and right. we'll talk about you, you, you touched on and we'll, we'll get to this now um, about genetic predisposition. Um, but Christina, uh, Christina talking about Larry, he will, <laughs> he will send you the check. Just don't cash it till next Tuesday, next Thursday. Pardon me. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> we love you, Larry. And Julie, uh, from Courtney, Julie, you are crazy strong. That is damn right. That's why you may have noticed the title, the art of uh, toughness. Absolutely. Because I think of Julie, I think of tough and I think of artistic. So, um, thank you. So now let's talk about, um, interestingly enough, you actually did grow up not too far from Three Mile Island. 
That's true. Yes. That's true. I did. I was uh, I was three years old when Three Mile ha- Island happened. Yes. And Ooh. tell us about your mother and your father, but also your sister. Oh, so um, I, I, I actually did some research and there's not enough evidence. There's not a big enough pocket to have um, to say that Three Mile Island has is positive and causing cancer. However, my mother and my father and I all have been diagnosed with cancer um, within a small window of time of each other. And my mm. sister, who was not alive at the time, it has not. Um, is she past the age that you were when you were diagnosed? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, but the other thing I did out is there's a big, there's a pod of cancer in Lancaster County because of all of the farms and the chemicals that they use for the farming. Well, like runoff mm. and things? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Really? In the, in the groundwater. Yep. It's a cancer cluster. No kidding. Uh, yep. Now your father's since passed, correct? Correct. He passed of pancreatic cancer. And since I was diagnosed the first time, there's now a link between breast cancer and pancreatic cancer. And, and what's his that mother, yes, which I didn't know about. So before um, that came back, I thought for sure, because at that point, my father had just passed the pancreatic cancer. I thought for sure that it was, I was going to come up positive for that gene because um, his mother died of breast cancer when he was nine years old. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's nuts. Oh, are you still there? I am. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so let me go back to this. Um, so yeah, it, it, of course they're going to say, "Well, there's no definitive thing because it's one of those things where it's like, if it's not absolutely 100 percent across the board, then we can say there's no link." But there sure as hell could be. That's an interesting. Um, there could I've never be. Yeah. Heard. They're just what. Enough. There wasn't enough numbers to say that it's an official cancer cluster. So they said. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I um, wonder how, many, how much of that is just like unreported, to be honest. That's true. People move. Well, that's true. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, Courtney, yes. Damn it. The chat keeps going off. It's weird. Menopause is horrible. Yeah. If you watched the last episode, um, um, I had, of course, Marie was you know, co-host and we had our sponsor, Tracy and Alicia with us, who was uh, the co-host of the upcoming podcast, Trophy Wives, and they menopause attacked me. <laughs> we talked about that. <laughs> and um, Tracy brought up, because um, I was, I was, I was uh, giving Tracy a razzing and she said uh, something to the effect of, oh, it's, you know, tough dealing with menopause. And I'm like, dealing with it. I got a 52-year-old wife upstairs who had medically induced menopause. I'm a victim of menopause. Well, generally, I, I believe the, the rule of thumb is that you just put the men on your life on pause, and that makes I, it better. I, men on pause. Mm-hmm. There should be a button on the remote, right? Um, well, Tracy, sounds like a class action lawsuit can be made against Three Mile Island. That's the thing. Apparently not. Apparently, there's not enough. Right. Um, I wonder if it's anyone's not enough actually, data. Yeah. Go ahead, Rose. I wonder, I wonder, though, if anyone has really done any digging into 
any of the, you know, cases because because I imagine so many people probably did move from that area after that event. Yeah, exactly. Of course they like, moved. That, that's a really good point. Follow the data. It, that's a really, of course, if you're not, oh, well, we're not seeing it in the area. It's like, well, yeah, yeah because maybe people said, let's move out of, you know, weren't yeah, it or like, not, maybe just out of, a, you know, caution or something like that. That's, that's really interesting. Curious. That was what, 79, Julie? Yes. Yeah, I remember that was a big, uh, it was a huge deal. Rose, were you born yet? Ugh, kiss my piss. You stink. <laughs> no, I'm adorable. You, you are adorable. Um, <laughs> um, so, so, so where, where are you at now, Julie? Like what, what is the status of, of, so of where it's at? I, I, yeah, I have no way to segue into that. It's so weird and awkward. I apologize. So please. <laughs> No, it's fine. Um, so I, I initially had it in my lymph nodes. It has since spread. I have Mets in uh, on my spine and on my ribs. Mets and being had, metastasized lumps, correct? Right. You yeah, taught me that. Like Thank tumor. you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so the the tumors have metastasized to my bones, and I had three spots on my liver. But those have since resolved because of the treatment that I'm on, which is really good. Okay. So I actually had a worse prognosis when I when the recurrence was diagnosed, and they've um, kind of backed down on that a little bit because I'm responding so well to the drugs, That's which is really great. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Yes. Tremendous. Um, your friend, uh, Julie. Your friend Nicole Shiner. Mm, yes. Check it in. Love you, Julie. Love you too. There you go. There you go. That's awesome. Now yeah. I really i I have been so blessed that I have such a um, a great group of friends. I have such a great support group, and people have really showed up for me in these last couple of years. And I am so very thankful. That's awesome. Speaking of that help, um, there's an organization that we're going to talk about in a little bit. That you that you uh, uh, informed me about, Courtney. Amazing, exactly. Um, so, very sort of quickly, what what are some um, physical signs? Some like what what are some precursors? You go now. Thinking back now, I it was kind of I felt a certain way, or I, I don't know. Maybe there were some signs that you know. What, what are some things you think maybe you could pass along to people that eh, keep an eye out for that? Uh, obviously, other than any genetic predisposition, but actually like physical symptoms or something? Well, I mean, that's hard to say. It, it, honestly, because mine initially was so close to the surface of my skin, I had that indentation. Anything that shows up on your body that's not supposed to be there, get it checked out. Okay. I know that people don't want to, and it's scary, but trust me, um, stage four cancer is scarier. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How did you, um, other than actually feeling something, were you noticing your energy or your focus? Were you, were you a little foggy? No. Anything like that at all? Nothing. Nothing. No. I had nothing like that. I had no physical pain. Nothing. Really? Not even pain? Really? Hmm. Yeah. Julie, yep. you're supposed to tell me that your elbow is I'm sore sorry. and then it's very clear and then now we don't know. Oh. Listen, that's, that is my experience. But, um, yeah, if there's pain, definitely go get your mammograms. There you go. Go at 35 if you can. Yes. Um, go as early as you can. Yeah. 
if it's in your family, you know, it's worth the fight with the insurance company because right on. Um, they'll if if they find something, go through the biopsy. It's all very scary, but like I said, having stage four cancer and dying of cancer is much scarier. Right on, right on. Um, back in September, uh, I, I mentioned it on the show. Um, I lost a childhood friend, my my, my pal Barry. Uh, he was um, just shy of fifty, turning fifty-two, and uh, he had uh, he had um, um, he had colon cancer, and and um, he he would say he's like, dude, get tested, get tested, get tested. I never talked to him. We text all the time, and I uh, we went over to their house a few weeks before he passed, and he's like, brother, get tested, get tested, um, and and we did we did do the. Uh, and we made it a family event. We 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 did the poop in the box thing, where you send poop in the mm-hmm. mail. There's a, that's an interesting thought for people right now. There, there you go. Right now in the United States postal system, throughout there's boxes of poop just floating around from San yep. Diego to Portland, Maine. There's boxes of poop throughout the mail. If mm-hmm. that doesn't make you feel good, I don't know what does. <laughs> so, but yes, exactly. Like Julie said, get tested. Don't put it off. Um, I mean, you know, don't be a hypochondriac weirdo, you know. No, but with breast cancer, I mean, do yourself exams also. Right. Which yeah. is, a, a, that's hard too, because even my first surgeon said to me, a lot of times the tumors are so small, you're not going to feel them anyway. So it's really about the mammograms. And they need to get on board with doing them earlier. And so get them as early as you possibly can. Hmm. Okay. Um, Rose. Yes. Have you gone yet? I have not because I, I didn't test positive for the gene. Right. Um, and I have really, really crappy insurance, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a whole other, we could have a whole show about that. That's true. Tell you what. Yeah. Um. Denise and I are married, but I think we could probably legally squeeze you in, and then we'll get a you little, on. We, little boob squeeze, huh? We'll squeeze you in. Oh, you're married, don't you? Yes. Um, <laughs> little mash and squash. Little ma- <laughs> exactly. It's not make it weird. What happened? Um, Tracy saying um, menopause and HRT, diet changes, cell therapy, etc. cetera. Uh, preventative measures need to happen in every facility. Doctors need... To get in the 21st century, there's truly no excuse. We know better. There you go. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, why it's not part of, I mean, you know, I don't know. There, there should be annuals all the time for everything. And, and, and we could pull it off if, if there weren't so many restrictions and things. But that's all other story. You talk about insurance. There's also government gets in the way, but that's all their story. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Michelle Bamer, check it out. She was on uh, when we did our doggy episode. <laughs> I remember her telling me about this, talking about the poop in a box. I know a certain Bamer boy who had their poop get lost in the mail. Was that was that oh, Ron? No. Right. Um, her her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, her uh, <laughs> her sister-in-law's husband. Her brother-in-law by marriage. Um, he, he did do that and he, and they just lost it. So I guess they had to do it again. Like, it's not like it's, we did it and it's not the most, it's weird because you got to catch it and get the, you know, it's not, it's a little humbling. And then they're like, Oh, sorry. Got to do it again. You know? So 
Oops. Um, Jolie, very quickly also, what are some, anything that come to mind, uh, what I call sort of myth versus reality? I'll give an example. I remember hearing growing up, my dad always said this too. He's like, you know, if they cut you open and they and they expose the cancer to air, that's it. It's like well, it's a gas on a fire, which turns out is bullshit. So anything like that right. you want to you, you think people should know about? Um, I mean that's a good one. I didn't, I didn't hear that one before. Really, I've never heard that one either. I I I, I, no. I thought that was true till I don't know not that long ago. And apparently, and look at it, it's it's a very common. The internet says a lot of people think that so. Of course, a lot of people think a lot of dumb things. So, but um, I don't know. Anything that comes to mind like that? Um, I did. A, a, not really. It's so hard without um, specifics because Fair I enough. can tell my experience, but everybody's experience. Julie, why don't you know everything about cancer ever to know? Come on now. I don't know because I, you know, put my effort in other places. I just don't study cancer all day long. At a girl. At a girl. Solid answer. Go ahead. I, w- I was going to say during one of my biopsies, um, they had a hard time getting it numb. It was very painful and it was going on forever and forever. And uh, one of the doctors told me that's because you can't numb cancer. that oh. it doesn't respond to the drug. So it huh. remains painful. Yeah. It is immune to like, like pain, pain killing. Really? Yes. So they have like, when you get a biopsy, they have a great big needle that they stick in your boob and put numbing material in there so they can stick another big needle that's basically a vacuum hose in there to suck up some of the tumor. Um, But yeah, they couldn't get it numb and said that it doesn't respond to the nerve agent. Yeah. Look at Rose fucking cracking her butt. I can tell you, um, there you go. Boob Needle was my favorite early 90s band. So, you guys remember them? Remember Boob Needle? Yeah, they were the tit. They were, ah, ah, they were the tits. Uh, See? Huh? Huh? Uh, Come on. We've got like nine more of these folks. There you go. Come to the backroom show for all your cancer-related humor. Uh, Courtney, all about oops, all about money. That's true. Um Blood work, Tracy, blood work didn't always show everything that is going on in your body. Yeah, that's true. I've realized you have to be your own advocate, absolutely, for deeper yeah. testing. That's also, true. going to a specialist if you're not getting answers. Go ahead, Julie. Jump on that. No, that's that's absolutely true. You have to be your own advocate, 100%. And, uh, you know, I'm young and going through this process, and I often wonder about some of these elderly people that are going through it that don't have the advocacy and it's it's heartbreaking to watch, yeah. but you have to stand up for what you want and what you need and get the answers that you deserve. Yeah, that's a really good point. No one's going to, you know, I mean, if you're lucky, you have that um, doesn't take shit loved one, either a spouse or a sibling, whatever. And they're always good to have too sometimes um, because sometimes I mean, I went through, I had some surgery a bunch of years ago and I mean, nothing like this level of this, but um, I 100% counted on Denise, of course, to be like, you got to remember everything because between being drugged up and just being like, you know, your head goes somewhere else kind of thing. And you're right. Definitely um, having advocates, but end of the day, you got to be your own best one. Absolutely. Yeah. No question. Um Tracy, my grandmother said that too, Gary. Exposing it to air makes it worse. See? Exactly. 
Like, oh, it's like it's like some sort of alien thing. Like once it touches, as if there's not pockets of air and oxygen flowing through your blood system. You know what I mean? Yeah, because blood doesn't have any any red blood cells. No, no, the oxygen in nose, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, Courtney, I I heard that I had two cesareans makes me worry. Uh, are you talking about the 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 air thing? I don't know about the air thing. Maybe the pain thing. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not sure what you mean, Courtney. Uh, if it's the air thing, don't worry about it. Apparently, it's bullshit. So, um, okay. Um, so. Let me ask you this before we're going to very quick and, and we'll spend like a small amount of time shaking our fists at what's going on with the arts and all that thing. But um, how would you say, and this is getting a little, this is getting a little, I don't know, I don't want to say dark, but a little philosophical. How do you think, and, and I only ask this because I really am sort of like, you know, we all do theater, so I we, we, we study people and people and fascinate us. So I'm I, I I'm genuinely curious about how this experience has changed sort of your perception of you know, quote unquote the future slash sort of how you live in the moment. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um I, and that's a good question. And it's tough because it is you know, learning to live like you're dying because you are. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like I said a couple minutes ago, my prognosis has gotten a lot better, which is great. But initially I had, you know, four to five years that I had to pack a whole lifetime into. Right. Which everybody, you know, they always say you should live in the moment, live like you're dying. And, you know, people say that, but that's, that's hard to do. I, um, yeah, but when you really have, when you really have, exactly. I mean, it, you're right. It, it's, but when, because we all kid ourselves that, you know, live in the moment, but yeah, there's always, but when you, you know, maybe have a little bit more of a, of a logical idea of how many tomorrows, unfortunately there might be, how can it, how can it not change your perception of things? If that makes sense. Well, absolutely. And you have to be kind to yourself, too, because there's going to be depression. I mean, that goes along with it, too. Like there's a that. lot of it, there's a lot of groups out there to help you. There's a lot of um, cancer support groups. There's a lot of advocacy. There's behavioral health systems. I'm involved with the women's behavioral health system that helps uh, with some of that as well, because it, it's hard. And on top of that, a lot of the side effects from some of the drugs that I'm on make me feel wretched all of the time. And so I'm not living my life to the fullest. So it's not just how many years do I have left, but how many good years do I have left to be able to even do the things that I'm going to want to do. Right. I'm actually currently writing about it. Um, and it's the working title is the smart girl's guide to dying. So we'll see what comes out of that. Right. <laughs> wow. I, you know what? <laughs> Of course, it's a fucking gorgeous title. It is. Yeah. So uh, I mean, thank you about about your. your and, and, sorry, very quickly. And I mean, if if you if you put that, someone just said, "Here's a title." Someone thought of. I'm like Julie, Julie, <laughs> fucking that's Julie. I, I can tell you right now, fucking Julie. Julie did that. Sorry, Rose. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Um, I was going to say about your your writing and and I mean. I think of like journaling when you're going through something terrible. I mean, like, have you found any sort of like catharsis and 
like writing it all down and telling your story? A little bit. And I've always wanted to um, write books and do things like that. So that's I'm really finally now allowing myself to do the things that I've always wanted to do. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sorry that this is what it took for you, but (laughs) I'm really glad that you're doing. I mean, I'm sorry that this is what it took also. I bet. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like you said, obviously, but boy, (laughs) what a motivator. All right. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. Um, Let's pop in Michelle again. Um, I'll read it. It's, it's, it's very small because it's it's a lot. Um, Michelle wrote, my mother had a breast lump removed in 2019. She then had radiation treatment. Her radiation treatment caused angiosarcoma, which happened but usually doesn't for eight plus years after. She had her left breast removed this past November and will now be on chemo till she can no longer tolerate it. And the angelo, don't make me read these big words, angiosarcoma will rage through her organs. Know your choices for treatment and their own possible negative effects. That's a really good fucking point. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. That is a great point. Yeah. I, I mean, had radiation and I had no problem with radiation at all. Um, a lot of people get skin blistering and burns. Um, I didn't have any issues with it. It was like a walk in the park compared to chemo. Right. Um and here's the thing, um, for some people too, no treatment is an option. And I think that's not, it is. I don't think people respect some of that enough. People's making a choice to, you know, I mean, it's not about not wanting to fight. It's maybe understanding where they are with it. You know, I mean, that's, gets really, <laughs> that's a whole episode, just that topic itself. But because that's yeah. at the well, end of the true. day, um, like you said, it's your own, your best advocate, but you also have to have respect for people's choices, no matter how you might feel about it personally. Right. It's, it's right. Well, that's true too. And it's really, it's, I mean, I, I went through it with my dad, but you have to respect other people's choices. And it's really hard to watch somebody that you love go through cancer, um, but you have to let them walk through it. Because it's their life. Right on. Right on. Absolutely. Um, Tracy, when you're in the middle of the cancer world, it's all consuming and exhausting. It's like the only thing you're trying to survive. I'm so thankful to you for sharing your story. God damn it, if I chat. Right on. Absolutely. Um, I think this is a friend of yours. I think I saw him post uh, um, Charles uh, Frederico, Julie. Oh, Yeah. Would love a signed copy of your book when available. I'm rooting for you. You got it, Chuck. There you go. Um, Courtney, Julie, well and just humbling. I wish you so much love and hope. Um, there you go, Tracy. You're right, Gary. My dad chose no treatment. It was harder for us to accept, but it was his decision, his body. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, that's um because at the end of the day. You know, you could be like, what? You know, I would imagine um, there's a lot of what ifs, you know, and that's my life is what ifs anyway. But when you have this thing, this type of thing front and fucking center in your life, you know, and um, I, 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 that's why I call this the art of, of toughness because I, I, Um, speaking of art, Julie, you are 
an advocate for writing all things the arts. Oh, Courtney, love you all. Good night. Good night, baby. Um, very quickly. I sure am. What the fuck's going on with the attack on the arts? Go. You know, I, I don't know. And it is started it started years and years ago, but we have systematically extracted all arts and humanities that they can out of the curriculum to begin with. And now we're letting parents pick and choose what their kids can see and read. And they're banning books again all across the South. And it, it's ridiculous. I, I don't know what's going on, but we had better start championing the arts or they're going to disappear. Right on. Right on. Rose? Um, I know so, I, I know you have your opinions. No, well, I mean, obviously, I'm very pro the arts. And right. I sort of part of me wonders, like, I know we were doing a lot of investment into like the whole STEM thing for a while. The like science, mm -hmm. uh, engineering, math, that kind of stuff, technology. I did it out of order because, you know, That's right. nerd, fun. nerd, um, <laughs> nerd. But but. I wonder if focusing so much on those particular attributes, now they've started to include, they've, they've changed the acronym to STEAM so that it has right. arts back in it. Right but for like a decade almost, we right. had STEM. And I'm like, so basically what we said is like the arts aren't important. You're never going to be able to make a career in the arts. Um, like we said that to like, a decade's worth of children. It is unbelievably important yeah. as a human being because they want yeah. to teach all sort of rote, you know, the 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 learning part of you know, like like the learn the history and the numbers and the things. But arts teach you how to fucking be a person. You know, I, I remember hearing something about I think it was Einstein. It talked about how you need a well-rounded education, not just the sciences and the things you study, because you have to learn to take that knowledge and bring it into a world and just interact with the world. And nothing does that better than arts. I mean, my God, music, you know, for example, just, we all have a reaction to it. it, it it's something primal in us, you know, mm -hmm. or expression of yourself, you know. So quit fucking right. with the arts. Look at you, Florida. <laughs> well, literature teaches you teaches them how to interpret a text. How are we going to expect these kids to grow up and be adults that can take what they read and understand it and interpret it in a way that's meaningful and is logical if we're not teaching them to do it? Right on, right on. Let me. Um... And plus, the arts teach you com compassion and empathy, which we all need. Absolutely, we. Amen. All of us have worked. Um, uh, with like people who were like, maybe were in school at the time, kind of thing, high school kids and all that. And we all know some great kids, Danny Gardner, who was on two episodes ago, uh, two episodes ago. Um, he's you know Broadway dancer. Um, uh, Amelia Frank Vitale, who's been on this show. She she's a um a, a paleontologist. Um, um, and her expertise is is immigration and stuff. These are all kids. I knew them. I was in my 20s. They, they were kids. They were like 16, 17, you know, on the cusp of graduating. All involved in the arts. All amazing individuals. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. you, Julie, you freaking nailed it. It it teaches you. And dude, talk about teamwork. We've all done shows. You have to learn to work in a group. You have to learn to be, learn to do your part. 
but let other people do their part. That kind of, it is so vital and it really does help make it's a little hacky, well-rounded individuals. Absolutely. Someone I talk, think, go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I also uh, had seen something recently about how specifically theater and like performative arts are really good for kids who may not otherwise know how to interact in social situations. Because um, let's be honest, historically, there, there's the cliche about the arts attracting the weirdos, right? We all yeah, hear that. Like we're the we're the inside. Right. Fuck and that's okay. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, like, squares. Go go learn your math, nerds. <laughs> but but like honestly, there there is like a piece of being a part of a theater production and that kind of team that is very different than being a part of like a competitive sports team. Um, because yeah. on a competitive sports team, like the star player is going to get like more accolades and, you know, they, they might get a scholarship and whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, the, the scouts might be there to see them for said scholarship. Whereas like, if you have a lead in a show who's a total jack wagon, like nobody's going to like that. Guess what? The director's not going to like that. Right on. Are they going to be able to work in potentially that situation ever again? Maybe not. That's a really like, good point. It can be very humbling in a yeah. good way. But that, that's exactly my point. And, and to that end is like someone who only may have like two lines in the entire show is just as important because without those two lines... We don't have the show for Mr. Superstar Jack Wagon that's not to even, be in. That's not even including all this crew. Exactly. You know, I got news for you. No lights, no no seeing you. Or, right. or you, or you want to be Jean Valjean's out there, you know? <laughs> right. But I mean, like, those are things that I think a lot of people don't think about. Like, And obviously, I'm specifically using theater in this example. Right. But in the arts in general, there are all of these, like, unseen forces that go in to creating this one thing that you might be seeing on a stage or in a performance or even reading in a book. Like, yes, it's the author's work, but like how many editors looked at that? How many publishers looked at that? Like, let's talk about the people who are on the printing, you know, yeah. like side of things. Like there's so many we, different aspects. We need as human beings, we need creativity. Yeah. Julie, Julie, pipe in. Right. No, I completely agree. Of course they, you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to show uh, creativity. Uh, if if you're not teaching kids how to be creative and to flex that muscle, how are they going to be creative in your boardrooms and in your labs and in whatever job they end up in? That's a really fucking solid point. You're right. Here, here. It, it, it is. It has got applications more than just you know the writing or the, the putting up to the play or whatever. That's a really goddamn you're smart. Oh, <laughs> let me show. Uh, it'll take a second to get to you, Julie. Um, these are, there you go. It's a picture I saw. Um, it's a bookstore and they have oh. put up a little section of banned books. There you go. Mm -hmm. I see Hop on Pops in there. Um, but you start seeing like, uh, you know, 
oh, well, to kill a mockingbird. And uh, to, I mean, come on, people. Come on. No, yeah, no. No one wants kids exposed to pornography and all these terrible things. But where is that? Ha I know, I, well, whatever. And, and honestly, I, I, of course, no one advocates for anything sordid or you know disgusting, whatever. But if you think, we, we all were young. You, it is perfectly natural to be a young person, to be curious above and beyond where you're at, because that's how, again, you grow. If you, right. how many people do you know that maybe aren't exposed to a lot of things? And you know what? That's why the terms the rest of development exist. You know, they're that same blockhead. They're that same meathead from school, or they're that same, like, they're 35. Let's go party. Oh, my God. You know, I think it's healthy to be curious and to, you know, sort of start to tip your, uh, uh, tip, what am I trying to say? Dip your toe into, and I don't mean this in a weird way, adult world. I don't mean like illicit. I mean things like just beyond what's supposed to be your, um, uh, your level of comprehension or reading. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you should nurture that. Julie, go, your uh, thoughts go. No, absolutely. And the other thing with the banning of the books that's so terrible is as a parent, you're allowed to sanction what your child reads. I mean, you should. You should be aware enough of what your child is doing that you protect them when they need to be protected and nurture them when they need to be nurtured. You do not have the right as a parent to protect your entire community from having access to that book. There you go. And you know what? That's a damn solid point. And that directly, I think, goes to the heart of a lot of this collective tension that we're feeling too. It's people trying to tell everybody else, what the fuck to do. My way is the righteous way. You're wrong. And let's be honest, it's kind of what democracy is. I'm going to vote. My neighbor needs to, my morals and my, what I think is the right thing to do. Rose has her cat in the background. Hi, kitty. So absolutely. She's basically, basically, you know what? You're right. Julie, mind your own fucking business. People should do that, right? Right. Yeah. Here is the, um, uh, of course, this was a hot topic a few weeks ago. Uh, the statue of David. Right. There it is. Mm. And let's be honest. Let's be honest. He's not. 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 not he's, not, he's not packing, is he? Not really. Maybe that's maybe, the problem. Maybe he's. Maybe he's a grower, not a show. <laughs> that's. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe these people. Some of these guys are so insecure that I mean, compared to them, this guy's fucking packing heat. You know what I mean? That could be. Sure. Now, this cracked me up. Um, someone took the David and they put the state of Florida over top of yeah, it. Uh, over top of it. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I mean, honestly, it's an upgrade. What, what's that? I said, honestly, I mean, it's, it's an upgrade as far as. Yeah, that's what, true. What uh, Florida's ever been next yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, I think I just heard that somewhere. Somebody actually said, uh, Florida's America's dick. I'm like, yeah, I guess it kind of is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> So, Julie, your, your final thoughts on that. Give us some words of wisdom and, you know, shake your fist at, the, at, at people that want to take the arts away from us. Go. Floor is yours. I mean, honestly, all they're doing is uh, limiting the next generation coming up. And our world is going to bear witness to that. Uh, right on. It really is stagnating. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So the last thing um, before we go, um, Julie, you... Turn me on to this organization called Pink Hands of Hope. Oh, right. 
So they're a great little uh, yes. local place in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Tell you what, we're gonna, they, I'm, I'm going to put the site on the screen. Go ahead. Okay. It's a thrift store. It was started by a man named Brian, and his wife went through breast cancer, and he noticed how difficult it was for her, and so he wanted to be there to help other women. And they, um, if you no, want no. to be involved at all or um, – have any kind of uh, give in the community. This goes right to people in the community. They give out checks to people to help them pay bills. They have a room that's specifically for cancer patients where they provide them with wigs and with prosthesis and all kinds of things. Um, it's a great little organization and it's totally local. They, um, they do all sorts of fundraisers all year round. And um, they did a makeover for me years ago when I went through it the first time and um, check them out if you're ever in Mechanicsburg. It's awesome. Yeah, It says um, on their site, it's a nonprofit dedicated to helping women in central Pennsylvania during their fight against breast cancer. We supply free products and services to help them make their journey a little easier. Wigs, caps, clothing, shawls, knitted, knitted knockers. Interesting. <laughs> yep. Port pillows and many other items available at no cost. We also, and this is what Julie just touched on, we also offer services such as free makeovers, financial assistance with medical bill payment, help with transportation costs, and much more. And what you and I discussed when we brought this up to me is that absolutely um, what an important thing is because what a boost it can be. You know, obviously it's the worst time of your life and these people come along and they go, you know what, we're going to help you feel better you know, mm -hmm. on the outside, which hopefully will translate on the inside, you know, because it really is, I mean, it's, it's in the name, Pink Hands of Hope. At the end of the day, the most important thing, especially when you're dealing with something like this, hope. That's it. That's true. Absolutely. Um, so pinkhandsofhope.org. Check that out. Um, if you see here on the, they do have a Facebook page and Instagram. Um, and also, you know what, Julie, offhand, do you know of any sort of one-stop shop to, uh, uh, for like information about where people can find groups like this in your area? Maybe American Cancer Association or something? Yeah, I would start with American Cancer Society. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know of any place where you can go that has a registry of small town things right. but i'm sure there's something local to you you just got to do a little digging there you go and you know what actually maybe reach out to these people they might be able to help you maybe they might That's belong to, to a larger uh, organization like a, a national organization so pinkhandsofhope.org check it out julie yes i love you i love you too yes let me go back to oops i'm showing that um, let me go back to your photo. You should be seen because you are lovely in every sense of the word. Um, I'm okay. trying to get through this without getting a little, it's not a backroom show if I don't get a little misty. Um, Rose, go ahead. Simply, yeah, uh, uh, give, give us some, some parting thoughts here, some words of wisdom and anything you want to say. Um, well, I, I also just want to say how much of a pleasure it was to talk to you, Julie. Um, having never met you, it was really an interesting conversation. And uh, I feel like something that we, as a society, don't really talk about the actualities of diagnoses like this. And 
thank you for sharing your yeah. story. I think that was really awesome. And, you know, keep us posted on that book because that sounds incredible. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Julie will be returning to this very program that you can count on that. Amen. Um, here, here. Julie, um, well, we're friends and we talk. So if I don't summarize everything perfectly at this moment, you'll forgive me because uh, I could go on for days talking about um, my respect and admiration. And I, I fucking love you. Uh, that's, that's, that's how we say it in this world. We say I love you. So I love the hell out of you. So know that. And you are loved. Um, okay, everybody, once again, I'm going to throw some plugs out there. Uh, Backroom Network, if you're watching it on there, you probably found it. But hit that subscribe button and like and all that stuff. And so, like I said, we're going on a break. So a good time to check out previous episodes right? to get caught up. Because um, our shows are pretty evergreen, meaning like we don't spend heavily too much on like that actual incident that happened that day that maybe like, Hey, let's talk about the Super Bowl that happened last week and do, you know, cause that doesn't, you know, but we talk about things that maybe that matter next week and a year from now, like kind of, we try to anyway. Um, and also follow us on Facebook, the backroom show, the backroom network. Um, again, we will, uh, be back. We're taking a break. We'll be back May the 9th with the lovely ladies, uh, Alicia and Kate from the upcoming uh, Backroom Network show, Participation Trophy Wives. God damn, that's a great name, isn't it? It's so funny. I love it so yeah, much. <laughs> that is such an awesome name. Um, Julie, any any parting words of wisdom for the, for the, all of those out there? No, just uh, listen to your body. Right on. That's going to be the biggest thing. Listen to your body. Don't be afraid. And and wash your butt, right? Absolutely. Wash your butts, That's people. You specifically. That's Don't... specifically to you, Gary. Oh, come on. Hey, ouch. <laughs> yeah, look at you getting the fucking party shot in there at the last fucking second there. Talk Three, about a rim two, one. Buzzer beater. Bam. All right. <laughs> That's it. I say no more. On that note, thank you, everyone. Again, this will be out audio version. We still put that out for everybody. Um, sorry, we had some issues. We'll definitely have Julie back, and you'll see her beautiful face. But thank you for sticking through it. Julie, you were a warrior. I love you. And everybody, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time in the back room. See ya. See ya.